Steve's, I wrote an article for the paper today about the Roosters and the decline in the Roosters and how they went into the season equal premiership favourites and they really haven't lived up to that. Can you pinpoint why? Like, they're not, they're not even... We expect them to be a great team. They're not even a good team. No, mate, they're not. Um, I think with the Roosters, we, yeah, we expected them to be high-flying, like, you know, top two or three. I don't know if they are playing a style of footy that suits the players that they've got. So they seem to be trying to shift the ball around a fair bit when the the style of play that they've got, it, they need to play well. I think they need to play direct and straight through the middle. Um, but then they're caught in between. They're confused. They look confused. You know, are we going to play direct? Do we go straight through the middle? Do we try and shift the ball, get to the edges? And then all of a sudden blokes like um, Brandon Smith, who we would have assumed that he would have had a great year, he's he actually looks really bad and so much so he got dropped to the bench on the weekend. We spoke about it last week that Turpin probably is the better option at hooker for them anyway. Um, Swali'i, arguably, you know, one of their, their most dangerous players, Teddy, their best player. They're non-existent. They're not getting any footy. And when they do get it, they're getting it in terrible positions. One of the things I spoke about in the article today was the the form of James Tedesco and, and whether or not he's he's definitely in a slump, but is this a is this a permanent thing? Because if you look over the past five years, he's averaged over 200 metres a game. This year it's 160. So we're talking about 20% drop-off there. And w- with that, you know, we expect Teddy to bring the ball back, bounce off tackles, threatening with uh, with half line breaks. So the, the fact that they're missing that, not only is it his biggest skill, but the biggest threat of the whole team, really. Yeah, I think um, it, it could be... It could be because of how the team's going as well. So way to possession, that little drop-off, Roosters aren't playing well, they're making a lot of mistakes. So um, where the opposition's getting the ball is probably in a better position than what they would normally get it. So Roosters seem to be like be making a lot of mistakes in their own half. That's going to take away a lot of Teddy's kick return meters because you know there's a lot of good ball kicks there. So they're attacking kicks. Teddy's probably just taking a bomb or... You know, either either wingers taking a bomb and not being able to to make those meters. But the one thing I have noticed about him, you're right, he's not bouncing off tackles and, you know, bumping in himself into space and continuing to to make those meters. We're going to have a talk about Origin today, so we won't focus too much on Clubland today. But was there anything else in the club round over the weekend that uh, stood out for you? Oh, Parramatta made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get to see it. Um, Live. Live, yeah. I, I watched it later on. and um, Knowing the result, oh, yeah, it was even more frustrating because they actually did enough to give themselves a chance to... Well, they were in the game. They gave, they did enough to, to win the game. But I suppose when you, you're you missing your best player um, in Mitchell Moses, it, you're not going to ice all of those opportunities. I think um, Sean Lane's going to be a big loss for them. He, he just started to look like he was going well again. And... Um, they need to start winning some games soon. They do, and this this origin period will be crucial to them. They've already lost Regan Campbell-Gillard. You figure they'll probably lose Junior Paulo as well. That's right, yeah, he, definitely. I mean, Paulo's he, he should be one of the first forwards picked for New South Wales. Hopgood's um, half a chance for Queensland. He is, yeah, although we'll get there. When when having a look, I couldn't find room for him. Neither could I. Um, but it wouldn't shock if at some stage during the three games he gets a run. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. they they do need to start winning games, and they need to start winning 
big games now. Like the you can't afford to be losing to the Titans anymore. And the no. Raiders, the Raiders are coming. You yeah, you you've been you were on that bandwagon <laughs> for a long time, and it's coming good, isn't it? <laughs> They're finally making yeah, they me not few. look stupid. <laughs> but, no, uh, but I mean, without turning this into the. I love para and hate Broncos <laughs> podcast, which I, I know, um, you know, there's always that risk of, um, of it happening, but the Broncos, they went okay. The Storm aren't, yeah, you're a Storm fan, you'll agree, admit, the, the Storm aren't a great footy team either. They're a good footy team. Yeah. Um, uh, I and, But they were always comfortable in that game. I've, I really fear for them that they, for them to win the comp, the Storm that is, they... They probably do need Pappenhausen to win the competition. They definitely, they definitely do. And I, I don't think they're good enough right now to. It might change, but they're not good enough right now to contend for a comp. Um, in saying that, though, uh, I, th- I think at the moment there's two, there's two t- standout teams right now, uh, and then the rest is sort of like there's only probably five percent. Penrith and um, South. South? Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's probably only five percent difference between the rest of the. Yeah, the I mean, comp. we could quickly, you know, the. The Storm, they did enough. They did enough to win. They weren't troubled. Um, dogs, dogs are yuck. Warriors are Warriors are a gritty type side. They they stay in every contest, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And the, it just comes back to that effort areas. You know, the the teams like the Dolphins and the Warriors, they've got that in spades, and that's keeping them in a lot of games. Yeah, the P- Panthers finally clicked. Jerome Luai was outstanding on the weekend. Jerome Luai, for any for any doubters that he'll be the number six for yeah. New South Wales, that's that's put to bed now. And you asked me last week who were the standout players live at Magic Ground, and he's the guy that, that for me, stood out just because of the amount of bad publicity he gets from, you know, punters online and even in the media. Um, he, he's, he's got some, something about him. He's got X Factor, and, yeah, he was on the other day, but the Roosters were horrendous. Just on Lil, I, I, I know I've mentioned it to you before, but him to the Cowboys is such a such a perfect fit, isn't it? The Panthers will not let him go. You don't think they'll, so? they'll let Dylan Edwards go if they have to choose. It's That's in, my opinion. It's an interesting choice if they have to make it. Uh, the other games? Well, Rabbits weren't great, but they were just too good. I will say with the Rabbits, uh, they twenty uh, nil. It's it's not some extravagant score, but the fact that they've been up for about a month now playing big games against big opposition, yeah. I've, I actually found it really impressive. Yeah, they did well. Um, they, they looked in control the whole game. Tigers fought. The Tigers have a crack, don't they? I mean, no one's going to say that the Tigers um, give in. They're just not a good footy side. Yep. And uh, we move on to the Cowboys and St. George. That was the worst half I've ever seen. St. George's first half. First half. And, yep. and the second half was 50-50 <laughs> for the, one of the worst halves of footy I've seen in general. Yeah. The tackling efforts by St. George in the first half. Yeah. Unbelievable. So my prediction of St. George putting up a fight because they seemed to like the coach was way off the mark. No. And I, uh, I think there might be a different scenario by the time this podcast comes out yeah. as well. Uh, we've spoken about Raiders. Newcastle. Uh, Caleb Honga. Could you ask for a better... Uh, effort by your team this year if you're Adam O'Brien. This is as good as they can possibly play. It is, score. yeah. They, they got smashed last game. Parra absolutely towed them up. You put a form line through everything and Parra aren't going good. They've turned around and they've done this. Titans, in the blink of an eye, Titans went from being six points up to down by 18. Yep. It they, was they so didn't touch bizarre. The for yeah. 10 minutes. And, and two of those tries were just absolutely brilliant from Kalen. Oh, no doubt. It was so good to see him take the ball to the line, use that step and dummy, and yeah, it looked great. And finally, Sharks beating Manly. 
a bit of a similar story to last week when um, Manly were really bad in the first half. I, I, I definitely won't say Manly were as bad oh, this no. week. Well, they weren't. They didn't drop the ball. Look, the That's completions right. were there. Completions were there. It's just that... Just, we said this last week, Tom's not right, and the fact that they don't have an established nine, they've got Cherry, obviously. They've got Cooper Johns at six, who's a borderline first grader. Yeah, so I think um, the turning point, so their best player is Cherry Evans. Yeah. So I don't I don't think Trevojevic was too bad yesterday. He looked like he had a bit of energy back, a bit of spring. Second half, he got much better. Yeah, oh, look, it, I just think he needs one big play, and he did a couple of good moments yesterday, and then he's... It, the confidence might be back because it's not injuries. It's it's just him believing that he can be himself. There That's was, what it is. There was one play the commentators highlighted a few times, and I didn't really, I didn't really understand why. So there was one play where um, Manly put a kick through, yep. and Sharks had the ball in their own ten, and Tom made the first three tackles yep. of of the set. Right, so and he was coming out of the line off marker to try and yep, you know you limit, lift everyone. Yep. Really putting it in a big effort. Then he went and stood out on the wing. Yes. And the Sharks went... Bang, switch, bang, switch. Yeah. I thought it was actually more genius by the Sharks. It not, was. Not Tom's lack of you know ability no. to chase it down. He was gassed. Yeah, he, he'd done... He probably does three tackles a game. Yes. And he'd just done three in one set. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And then they decided to make a point of it. Yeah. Um, for, for me, the turning point was... And the reason why Manly lost that game yesterday was Daly Cherry Evans not putting that kick out on the full. That was that was a bad one. It was eight nil. Manly had weathered the storm. You know, the, it, they had no pill at all. When they did get it, they were coming off their line. They were finding a way to get through their sets. Momentum had started to shift. Cherry Evans doesn't kick it out. Yep. Cronulla score fourteen nil. Yeah, it's such a such a. It, it was huge. In the end, twenty to fourteen was the final score. When you're struggling, it's it's yeah. It's really tough. Although there was a, there was a period in that second half, Manly had the ball for about it must have been six sets on the Sharks' line, and Sharks defended it really well. Manly just need another point of attack. They they need Schuster back. They really do because that goes back to the Cooper Johns yes you know argument that you mentioned before. The my wife's always said to me, oh, the Sharks seem to be just just getting up too quick for them. I was like, well, it's probably more about how slow the ball's shifting to the left more than how quick the Sharks are getting off their line. Cooper Johns is a, a, is a serviceable first grader. He, he does a job. But things are a little bit slow around him. He doesn't have that X factor or that you know, point of difference. He doesn't have an elite trait. No, and defensive lines know that we just get up hard on his outside men. You mark up on Trevojevic out the back. Keep an eye on Parker. Things are limited. And they move on to the Raiders next week, which is a tough game in itself. Uh, now, our top five for the week, centres. We've gone yeah. centres. Now, I found this a lot easier than wingers. I, I think that there are a clear group of elite centres in the game. Yep. And uh, between one two, between one and two, you can have arguments there. Um, but uh, we'll start with number one. And we, we agreed that Joey Manu... Not a centre. He's a 5'8". Yes, yes, he's a 5'8 for yeah. the moment. Yeah, otherwise, for me, he is number one. Yep. So, uh, Campbell Graham, number one for me. Yeah, he's he's not my number one, but he's he's my number two. Um, Stephen Crichton's my number one. Is he really? Yeah, he's good. Better than Campbell Graham? Yes. Wow. Which will be an interesting discussion when we look at our um, origin teams later. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's in my mind, he's better. That's interesting. I, I definitely don't have him um, 
I, I could make an argument for him at number three if I was pushing it. Yeah. Um, well, but sorry, yeah, Campbell, Campbell Graham, to, defensively, there's no one better. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I buy that. Really? Yeah. I, I think he's a, he's an elite centre. And, and he's my number two. So we might as well get that out of the way now. Yeah. You know how sometimes in the media and um, within the community or in, in public, people grab hold of something and just run with it because it's that. been said a few times and all of a sudden it's, well, it must be true. So let's roll with it. He's an, he's an elite center. He's an excellent defender, but he misses a hell of a lot more tackles than what you think. So I'm, re- I'm just reaching for a stat. So you can just <laughs> pad for a bit. Yeah. yeah, just pad for a bit. Okay. So that's interesting. So uh, Campbell Graham's my number one. And then at number two, you've got Campbell Graham. So I've got yeah. Val Holmes. So Val Holmes, if the if the Cowboys didn't have Val Holmes and Tom Dearden, they are pushing for a wooden spoon right now. They yeah. are in all sorts of trouble. Val is, you know, he come back from the US uh, after his NFL stint, and he was he was really ordinary for for a long time. But he is now in, I believe, career best form as a centre. He's dangerous with the footy, isn't he? He, he seems to um, runs hard. Yeah, he, he does. He runs hard. He breaks. Seems to break the first tackle every time. Yep. He's got that bit of explosiveness back in his game. Um, he obviously put a lot of weight on or a lot of muscle on when he went away and had a crack at, um, at the NFL. I mean, everyone saw Jared Hayne was the same. When he come back, he just wasn't the same. Yep. They just get seem to get too big because it's yep. short, sharp bursts. It must take a long time to recondition your body then to yep. be able to get back into form because he's, he's in great form at the so moment just on that Campbell Graham so just in the last two weeks alone last um, last game he was at 80% for his tackle efficiency which is boring for most people but that's 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 the last game and then the game before so I, I actually thought I could jump on this app and it would go through and show you um, you used to be able to find it for the year what their tackle efficiency was like but and then the game before he actually missed six tackles out of his 16 made so that's, you know, around 60-odd percent uh, tackle efficiency. So my so argument is... Campbell Graham, 84% for the year. Yeah. So he, he's not as actually a one-on-one making his tackles. He, he's not as good as what people think he is. But he reads the play well. He does read the play really well. Um, and and how did you find that? That was just for those out there that want to know. League Live app. League Live. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was on. I just couldn't use it properly. C- can you give me a, a Stephen Crichton? This is great Stephen content. Cr- Stephen Crichton. So he's at 90 for the year. Yeah. So one-on-one defensively. I don't know if Stephen Crichton makes the same reads as well as Campbell Graham, but he's a better tackler. He's having the best year of his career defensively, Stephen Crichton. Yeah. So uh, previously he's been in the high seventies, early eighties, yep. but this year he's at ninety percent. And and Graham, he's always floated around that eighty. Uh, uh, let me just go in to see Campbell Graham. Uh, so he's got eighty four this year, eighty eight, ninety. Okay. Eighty seven. So yeah. So eighty. Yeah. Eighty five. Yeah. Roughly over the last few years, would it average out to be? I, I would say though um, that this is the best complete year of Campbell Graham's career. Attack-wise, is the best he's ever played. Yeah. So, uh, Graham won. <laughs> and yeah, so we're back to Graham. Graham's your one. Yeah. He's my two. Okay. Crichton's my one. Okay. Who's your three? My three is Val Holmes. Val Holmes. Okay. For all the reasons outlined. Yeah, everything said. Yeah. So, my number three is Justin Ollum. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of theme going on with their top fives that I love people that can change a game. And to me, he's 
definitely one of them, particularly in defence. Um, and he's he used to be just a just a bit of a one trick pony when he first came into the NRL, but to me, he is very much a complete player at the moment. So I got him at three. Um, my my four, so I'm up to four. Yeah, it's actually Herbie Farmworth. Um, Same. I, I, again, I, Herbie's not the best defender, but attacking wise, he, he could be nearly the best attacking centre in the comp. Just the way he can turn a game at the you know, drop of a hat, he um, he can beat someone one on one. He can push into space and you know expose someone with his blistering speed. But also, how many times do you see Herbie come in, take a simple scoot or a hit up, and he actually breaks the line and and goes through and makes meters and sets something up? So he's my number four. When the Dolphins come out and sign him, I said that that would be the most impactful signing that the Dolphins have made so far, and he is such a great player. Do you, do you think fullback is in his future or stay at centre? Well, he could he could definitely play fullback, you know, with with ease. But he's just such a good centre. I don't know why you would want to move him. And and going to the Dolphins, you wouldn't because Hammer's there. So, you know, again, he he's Hammer could play centre as well, and he's played centre before. He's played a lot of rep centre. I think um, Herbie Farmworth at the Dolphins in the centres makes them dangerous. Sneaky fast, Herbie Farmworth. He is, he is yeah, lightning he is quick. quick, and the. The, the play to highlight over the weekend was uh, it was the Broncos' first try, the penalty try, when Harry Grant and him were rubbing shoulder to shoulder. And Harry was sprinting yeah. by the time Herbie was flat-footed. Just on that, penalty try, no penalty try? Uh, I'm okay with the penalty try. Yeah. Um, I... It's funny because if you ask a Broncos fan, they probably would have rather the sin bin. Oh, of course they would have. I just don't know... Um I don't know how that's a penalty try. At no point did he try Harry Grant try to do anything but get to the footy. You know, they were jostling for the footy and I, I could have copped a penalty. Yep. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just didn't think he tried to stop Farmworth from getting there. I thought he was trying to get to the footy. Yep, fair enough. And my number five is Stephen Crichton. Yeah, okay. Stephen Crichton, he's... Yeah, we, we've spoken about him. He's, he's just such a big, strong, athletic centre. He's got... Really good hands. Um, he can score a try. You know whether it's beating someone one on one. He can out jump someone for a for a try. Um, defensively, he he hits like a bus. And um, yeah, I, I just think he's he's an elite center. My, my five is um, is Olam. So we've got the same top five. Yeah, it's just in a different order. Yep. And that would be interesting going into our State of Origin teams, which we'll discuss now, because by the time our next podcast comes out, the Origin teams will have been named. It's so, funny. So out of our five centres that we've just named, obviously one's a, um, a Papua New Guinean international, one's a, um, English an English one. international. international. But I've only got room for uh, one of the others in the centres. But we'll get there. Any honourable mentions for the centres? Um, look, no, I think the the blokes that, you know, Will Penasini in years to come, I think someone like him and, and Cooler from Manly could become elite centres. Um, they're both so young and they've got attributes about them that I can see making them to, uh, to be that top echelon. But blokes a few years ago that I would have said the same thing about were like Bradman Best and, and Lomax. Lomax is playing reserve grade and Bradman Best, apart from... Ponga putting one on for him yesterday. He's <laughs> what? Is, you know, he just stands out there. Katoni uh, Stags, another one. Yeah, Stags is way off the mark now in my mind. Um, 
whether or not he's he doesn't seem to be as explosive. So those last couple of injuries might have he might be still trying to get himself back right from them. Um, but do you agree? Do you, like he doesn't seem to break the same amount of tackles. Oh, abs- absolutely. And you know the the guy to me who's really um, uh, sticks out for me is Brabham Best because he to me has all the skills to be an elite elite centre. Yep. Like Mel Meninga size, he's, but he's quick. Yeah, he's he's lightning fast and built like a brick shit house. Do you reckon he's one of those guys that are paying the price? Um, you think Bradman Best is only young? He'd be what twenty one, maybe twenty two, I think. Yep. So three, four years ago, he's playing uh, schoolboy footy. He wasn't much smaller than what he is now. As if he had to try hard. Yeah, he would have just run straight over the top of everyone. Yeah, scored it well. It was maybe a little bit similar to someone like a David Fafita. Yeah, definitely. At, at the time. And I think David has come through that. Yeah, he, de- yeah he's he, good now. He's really evolved into yeah. a great player, David Fafita. But even Fafita immediately still did things that made you sit back and go, wow, this bloke, he's good. He's yeah, got freak. something about him. Yeah. I, I, Bradman Best has never done anything for me to go, apart from looking at his his rig and how good it is. <laughs> you sit there and go, well, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll move on to our origin teams. You want to start Queensland? Yep. All right. So, number one, Ponga. Yeah, I agree. He's my one. Cool. So, on the wing, I've got Gagai and Coates. Same. Yeah. So, at the centres, that means I've got the Hammer and Val Holmes. Yeah, so this is going to be nice and boring because I reckon we've got the same halves. Yeah, well, there you go. So, Munster and DCE, they yep. pick themselves. Now, this, this, this is, is where yeah, change might, be some, might be some jostling here. So, uh, Hunt and Grant is the... Combo I've got at nine and fourteen. Who do you start? I start Hunt. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. I, if if it ain't broke. Yeah, exactly. It works. Works a treat. And Hunt Hunt can still continue to play at a roving thirteen role if you wanted him to. Yeah, and freshen him up. He's there. They've got so much versatility with Munster, who could slip into the centres. He can play fullback. So if something happens, you know, one of those outside backs, um, they can shuffle things around pretty easy. Starting front rowers, I've got Welch and Collins. Okay, so I've got Welsh. Um, I've got uh, Tino as the other starting prop. Okay, so this is where it'll change a little bit because I, I do have Tino in the team, but he's just on the bench. So back row is Capewell and Kafusi. Okay, so Capewell's not in my 17. He's not even close to it. Okay. Um, the, the only reason... blokes who can't tackle. <laughs> the only reason Capewell is, is a pretty solid there for me still is the fact that he can play centre. Yeah, that's right. And I see where you're coming from. And, and with the footy, very good. I just think his defence has fallen way off. In last year's Origin Series, he actually spent more time at centre than back yeah, row. Yeah, he did. Which is, which is pretty phenomenal when and you think about it. And he played centre the... Uh, was it the series? Might have been two series. His debut yeah. series, he yes. played centre. Um, well, I've actually gone for feeder. For feeder. I just think... If he ever deserves to get picked, it's now. Yes. Um, so I've got for feeder and Kafusi. Uh, Carrigan at lock. Yep, picks himself. Okay, so the other three forwards on the bench, I've got Tino for feeder, and Arrow is my last one. Okay, I, could, I, I didn't have any room for Arrow. Yep. Um, I've got Lindsay Collins. Yes. So he's, you know, he, he's excellent. I've got uh, Gilbert. Yep. Because Gilbert can play back row as well. No doubt. So, and I just, it's probably Arrow and Gilbert were my toss up for that yep. that final position, and um, I just think yeah, Gilbert. Offers a little bit more um, close one, but yeah, that, that's that's the direction I, I would go. And um, who, who's your fourth? So I got Grant. So Grant, Tino, Fafita, Arrow. Oh, Fafita and Arrow. Okay. Yep. So I had um, my last position. Well, I've actually um, 
you know, tossed up between Collins, Cotter, and Papali'i. I've gone Papali'i. Right. I just think at that level, the other middles that they've picked can play enormous minutes. So if you can get 15, 20 minutes out of him, which is what they did last year, he's a big, strong man. He's a leader. He can go out and, you know, take someone's head off from the start of the game and then put him on ice. If you need him again, he's there. But otherwise, um, I, yeah. I love that you mentioned Tom Gilbert. I love Tom Gilbert. He's a he's a great player. And I agree that it's between him and Aaron. I wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a qualm with going yeah. in either direction. He is such a great player, and he has been for the Dolphins all year. He would be unlucky to miss out if he was to miss out. I agree with Papali'i. If, if Papali'i is to play, it has to be off the bench in, in the middle part of the game. Because... Last year, and I don't understand why they were doing it. They were playing until the twenty-minute mark, and then that was it. We didn't see him again. Yeah. So I, I get, I, I get why they were doing it. I think they they wanted that leader out there. Now that Welch is back, though. Yeah, different type of player, though. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I would actually probably whether probably he's named at seven in number seventeen or number ten. You know, who cares? Yes. I, I think I'd start him. Yeah. Him and Welsh. And then I'll bring Tino on and Tino plays out. I do do like having... um, I I think it's important to have either one of Tino or Carrigan off the bench. Um, And with Carrigan being... Carrigan plays 80, doesn't he? Yes. But we just saw last year that both when they came on, they just bought so much into the game. Agree. And Carrigan in particular, like to win the... He won the Wally Lewis medal in his first season like yeah. as as a Queensland player. So he, his impact was just undeniable. And you know, talking to Josh Hannay about this, you know, Josh always saw that Pat Carrigan was going to be a really good player. But, you know, last year he really became one of the elite middles in the game yeah. off, off the back of that series. Uh, 18th man I actually think is really important to mention for Queensland, and, I, and I'll, I'll say why. For me, it's Reese Walsh. Because if you've got any concern about Kalen and his injuries, if he gets a head knock, um, yeah. Due to fair play, Reese Walsh can come in and play fullback straight away. You wouldn't, you wouldn't just shift Cameron to fullback and and hunt back into the halves. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Reese Walsh hasn't done much wrong. No, he hasn't at all. And I reckon, you know, he he deserves to be in the squad of nineteen or twenty. And he'd be my when I wrote down my team, he was actually my nineteenth man. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, they'll have two blokes warm up till right to the very end. And yes. If a back goes down while well, he's there and he's ready to go, I, I'd carry um, probably someone like Cotter as 18th man. Um, I, I just don't think Cotter's done enough to be in the 17 this year. No, I, I don't think so either. And with the with the 18th man, I, I understand what you mean, but I just think it's the fact that we've got so many middles who can play big minutes. Yeah. So it, would it be the craziest thing in the world to see Carrigan play 80, Welch play 60, and Tino play 60? Like, it's not out of the no. realm of possibility. No, because... The way for feed is going, he probably plays sixty to eighty anyway at the moment. He's fitter than he's ever been. Yeah, Kafusi. When you've played that many games, you know how to get yourself through eighty minutes of footy. So yep. he's going to play the best part of eighty. Um, this this might be the reason though for. Um this might be the dilemma with Fafita. If you don't start Fafita, oh, he how do you, how do you yeah. get him in the game? He's, he has to start, in my opinion. He, he just has to. He's playing too good. Um, what about that, we'll call it an intercept try, but that try he scored yesterday. Yeah. No one put a yard on him. Yeah. 
It's pretty. It's whether or not he's that quick, or they just didn't want to get close enough to get palmed. He's a bit of a freak. He is his knee, <laughs> and it's it's great to have, the, like they're match winners. You yeah. know, Dave, Dave Fafita. Would it shock you to see him? You know, break four tackles and score a try. No, like, uh, yeah, exactly right. So, it, look, I'm all for the Dave Fafita selection, and if it means dropping Cape, well, then I'm for that as well because I think it's more important to get Fafita into the team than not. Uh, we'll move on to New South Wales. Um. The one and the halves will be the same. Yeah. Tedesco, Luai, Cleary. Yeah, agree. Okay. So the wings, where have you gone? Well, let's do the easy one first. Brian Toto's one wing. Yes. Who's your other winger? Josh Adokar. Okay. If fit. Um, so I, I haven't even done the consideration for him if fit because I just don't think he's going to be right to go. If he plays one game, they won't pick him for origin. He had to play on the weekend, I think. All right. So, um, but again, go, like, don't if, change the team. If Adokar, well, it, if he's not fit, who do you go with? Okay. So, if he's not fit, Travojevic is on one wing and Tyre's on the other. Yep. And the centers are Graham and Latrell. Okay. So I've got Toto, one wing. I've got Latrell and Turbo At in the center. centers. Um, you know, if for whatever reason Turbo's not fit. That's when um, Campbell Graham gets a start. But I've got, actually, um, Stephen Crichton as my other winger. So you've got... The only way Campbell Graham makes your New South Wales team is if Josh Adokar and Tom can't play. Well, I, I haven't even considered... I haven't even considered Adokar. Okay. I just think he doesn't play. Okay. And, and you, you know, know game what? Two, I, I don't think he'll be, right. be picked regardless. Yeah. Uh, if he if he'd played on the weekend or had not got injured, I think he was a lay down to, to get picked. So this is what we would do. What do you think they'll do? Because I think Suwali will play. I think they'll go with um, Travojevic and Latrell in the centres. With Suwali on a wing? Uh, no, no, I don't. I think they'll go Campbell Graham or Crichton on the wing. I, I just get. The I reckon they'll go Campbell they, Graham on the wing. They are. They and, they want to pick Suwali. They want um, to. I don't think they will. Campbell Graham played for Australia on the wing in the World Cup, just gone. Yeah. Oh, I picked Campbell Graham all day. Uh, front row, I've got Jake and Payne. So I've gone... Jake is uh, 50-50, he's injured. So I don't think... I really don't think he'll be back in time. So my props are um, Junior Paulo and Payne Haas. Okay, so Paulo's off the bench for me. Um, at hooker, I've got Coruscant. I've got Cook. Cook. Okay. Coruscant doesn't make my 17. Cook's not in mine. Okay. So that's interesting. Yep. Uh, back row, I've got Murray and Olakowatu. So do I. And then Yo's the lock. Yep. Hines at 14. Same. And then I've got Paulo off the bench. I've got Tyson Frizzell. Yep. And I've got a bit of a smoky here, uh, and I'd be keen to see how you react. Because New South Wales don't have a lot of forwards. Certainly not a lot of great ones. Everyone's forgotten about um, Daniel Safidi. Yep. Oh, I've forgotten about him here as well. Yeah. Like not, yeah. <laughs> not accidentally. I, uh, oh, I just you, haven't, you just picked, haven't him. picked him. I yeah. just haven't okay. picked him. Um, and I, I know this might be a bit of a curveball, but I've gone Jack DeBellin. Yeah. I, I think he's been outstanding this year in a terrible team. Yeah. I think he's been outstanding. And you know, if they're, he, he would have played Origin a few years ago. He he did. He well, did. Sorry, so, he did. Yeah, he played a couple of games. A yeah. couple of games. So I I I think in a terrible team, Jack has been. Yeah. Marvelous for them, and uh, 18th man. I've got Hudson Young. Well, I've got um, I've got Hines is 14, Safidi, 
Then I've gone with um, Angus Crichton. Yep. With the been there, done that. He actually has shown enough over the last two weeks that, you know, he will he would do a job, not a problem. And then I've got Jake Travojevic as my my other guy on the bench. I, re- I, I really don't think he'll play. I think he's not going to be fit. But so we both agree if, if fit if he's he not, plays. If fit he plays. If not, I've gone Frizzell. Frizzell, yeah. yeah. And, and then Hudson Young's not far away. Liam Martin's not far away. I mean, Liam Martin's probably hard done by. He's been in that side for two seasons, uh, for two series now and has done a good job. He's just coming back from injury himself. This is, this is the first time in a long time, I think, that Queensland has had a clear edge in the forwards. To me, it's a lay-down mosaic that Queensland's pack's better. Yeah. You, you might say Payne Haas is the best forward. Yeah, right? I, I, I reckon the a, it's close. It is close. Um, the return of form t- from Fafida probably gives us the edge. Yeah, absolutely. But man. you didn't, again, but you didn't have him in your your pack, your starting side. No, I had him off the bench. Yeah. And I, uh, in on reflection, uh, I, I do think that he has to start. Yeah. Because I just don't know how you get him in the game. If, if you Yeah, he, he needs to be out there for as long as he can, doesn't he? Just And, and from the beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, Olukowatu and, and Murray is a, a great back row, though. Yeah, it is. Um, and then with, with Murray, they could easily roll him through the middle. So it wouldn't shock if... And that's why I said Frizzell, if, if Travojevic isn't right. And I've got Crichton on the bench anyway, because Crichton just goes out to that edge. Murray comes through the middle like a prop and get that late footwork and quick play of the ball, he'd just cause havoc. So one disagreement we've got is you've gone Cook, I've gone Coruscant. Yeah. What are your reasons? Uh, so the Penrith connection is, is obvious yeah. with, with uh, Luai and, and Cleary. And I think something that would strengthen... Um, it would strengthen Coruscant's case even more is if James Tedesco gets hurt because I think they'll go Dylan Edwards. So just to get the band oh, back together. That, well, that changes everything. You know, that's... I just think Cook's in the best form he's been in since... Do you think so? Yeah, I really do. I think there's... It's taken... So Cook was a running hooker and he was an electric running hooker and all of a sudden he came from nowhere and made New South Wales and Australia. Then he had a coach for three years who doesn't like his hookers to run. Yep. It's, a, it's just give the ball, give the ball, give the ball. Demetrio clearly likes a running hooker again, and it's taken that first year back playing with a coach that wants him to run again, I think, to get his groove going. And I, I just think Cook's been so dangerous from dummy half this year. Oh, Coruscant the- has been yuck. <laughs> but I, I, I think he... He's victim of where he is at the moment. And you know what? They criticised Josh Adokar last year and they've said that they didn't pick him because of the dog's form yeah. at the time. And the dogs were going just about as good as the Tigers are now. And so if they're consistent, they'll pick Cook yeah. happily. And they probably will. Uh, but I just think with Yo, Cleary, Lil Eye... Uh, I get what you're saying. Definitely, I, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. But there's a lot of pressure on them to get this right because... Correctly or incorrectly, if they get if if they lose game one, Luai is probably going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. Un- unless he's excellent. Yes. Yeah. But Luai is probably going to be gone. Whoever is the hooker might get changed. So if Cook's in there for game one, they lose. It's probably going to go to Coruscant. Yeah. So the difference between the game one team and the game two team, if New South Wales lose, could be stark as far as as far as the important positions. What do you reckon? 
we would do if Tom Travojevic was a Queenslander? Oh, would we, would, no, no, would we pick him? Yes or no? Of course we yeah, would. Of course we would. I don't know why they're even, <laughs> you know, he's he's at 80%. But you know he's going to try his guts out. The, the Travojeviches aren't bred to not have a crack. Well, Jake didn't play game one last year. Yeah. And they lost. Yeah, that's right. And Like Jake, if he was a Queenslander, would not have missed a game of State of Origin for yeah. the last Eight years, yeah. or however long he's so, been in the league. I, I just, yeah, I, that'd be mad not to pick Tom, whether it's in the centres or on the wing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, do you think Freddie has a conversation saying, because Tom seems like a pretty pretty honest dude, pretty pretty sort of down-to-the-earth sort of guy. Well, hi- hypothetically speaking, say I knew someone involved with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon they would say that, he just needs some confidence. He's fit. He just needs to find, you know, and there were signs yesterday of improvement. So physically, all the tests, everything you can look at, he's okay. He might not be 100%, but he's not 70%. He's he's a lot closer to 100 than what people think. The biggest, the biggest um, positive to pick Tom for State of Origin, I feel, is that right now at Manly, he is the go-to guy. Yeah. If he goes into the state of origin team, he is not at all the the main focus of no, attack. He can just do his job. He can exactly. sit out on the on the right side of the field and exactly yeah, play like a centre. It probably would suit him down to down to the ground. Um, he actually got through quite a bit of work on the weekend as well. He uh, did, I think he, he did nineteen or 20, 20 hit ups. So yeah, if, you, if your body's not right, you're not doing that amount of work. No doubt. Seebs, good to see you. Thanks, mate.